Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. Welcome. I will open us up in a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for today. Thank you for all of the gifts you have brought us. All the little things. Help us not to take them for granted. And may your will be done in our lives. Thank you for our listeners and pray that they are safe and well and that we can, that we can bring joy and laughs and education to them, our listeners. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. How are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, another episode, and and we're almost out of here. You know, not out of here as in casual heresy, but out of here as in school. So today's topic is Advent, as it is basically among us. Yeah, among us. <laughs> what which which aspect of advent is is sus exactly the red the the, the ribbon the bow the bow what the ribbon the red ribbon on the wreath hmm that is sus that is sus <laughs> <laughs> you're right so yeah it's almost well by the time this is out it will be advent yeah, it is Advent. It, it's Advent. <coughs> <laughs> so, Advent's normally known as starting, well, it's known as preparation for the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it starts the week after Thanksgiving, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, correct? Sometimes. And that's typically how it is? It depends on when Christmas is, I think. Hmm. But Christmas well, is always the 25th of December, yeah. so I guess it doesn't. <laughs> Never mind. But I was looking into it, and it says Advent, according to the pr- present usage of it, begins with the Sunday nearest to the Feast of St. Andrew. And I find that interesting. Hmm. So it has nothing to do with Christmas. When is the Feast of St. Andrew, then? That's what I'm figuring out. <laughs> the 30th. 30th of November? Yeah. That makes sense. Because it's usually either the last Sunday in November or the first Sunday in December. So it would be this... Yeah. 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 Cool. I feel like we do a lot with Advent, but we don't, like... Express it enough? We don't do it right, you know? It's like, we do Advent wreaths. That's doing it right. But then, like, a lot of people... A lot of people consider it Christmas. Christmas time. And it's like, okay... I love Christmas music. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to Christmas music for a month now already. But it it's not Christmas. And there is such thing as Advent music. And there is such a thing as Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And see, that's when everyone takes their Christmas tree down and packs all the decorations up. Because it's not Christmas anymore. It's like, yes it is. 12 days of Christmas? Yeah, right? Sing a song. Whoa. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, some of the Advent songs are really nice too. To be honest, I haven't even gotten into Advent all that much throughout my spiritual journey. I guess. I like last year was probably the most I ever got into it. Cause we were doing a consecration. Consecration, today. yeah. I feel like it's easy to overdo. It's kind of like a mini Lent, but it's also kind of not. You know? You're out in the Exodus before Christ comes into the world sort of thing. Yeah, except it's not like the 40 days and 40 nights in the desert. It's the voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? which is It's a subtle difference. Yeah. But it's got more of a, I am no liturgist, but it has more of a joyful quality to it than oh, Lent yeah. does. Like, just like Christmas is more joyful while Easter is more glorious and the Triduum is more sorrowful, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, it's a different, you're preparing for a different thing, so you're going to prepare for it in a different way. But it's really easy to be like, oh, I should give up something for Advent and like me you could just go to confession and try and pray more that's good (laughs) get closer to the lord yeah i feel like okay there's not there's no real good reason or good explanation for being a priester but like christmas and easter are one chance literally our one chance to reach them those are two the two chances the two chances christmas (laughs) and easter are our chances to reach them right to reach like the multitude of yeah yeah the people who only come to mass on christmas and easter lukewarm yeah so if we're lukewarm when they get there they're gonna be like oh look nothing much after this yeah spencer looks like death warmed over merry christmas right (laughs) do i look like that right now why would you expose me like that you didn't drink your you didn't drink your pepsi that's why gross (laughs) gross <laughs> this is not even a hot take pepsi's not good that is a hot take pepsi is good all right uh, comment below if you're with me or michael you decide and yes you have to choose there's no in between <laughs> but the truth must be found there is objective truth truth exists find it what were we, talking about, though? we were talking about advent <laughs> uh creasters oh yeah see people could see my face and if it's actually truly as you describe it but they need to join us on patreon for that they need to join us on patreon to get exclusive content you know collect some casual hair see and life cheer swag and yeah they could get a some podcast episodes with video footage. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. You know you want to. And you know you have to. <laughs> Casual heresy. Casual heresy. Yeah, Advent is the season to prepare. Mm-hmm. To come to. That's what Advent. Yeah. It comes from the Latin advenio, if I pronounced that correctly. Which is I to come to. Yeah. yeah. And it is it is kind of, it is penitential, but it's not like, it's not Lent, you know? Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be ignored, because it's wrong in the other direction. Yeah. Quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. Death, birth. Do you have anything you did for Advent as a kid? 
Um, Saint Nick. Oh yeah, the did you do the shoes? No, we didn't do the shoes. I think I've heard people talk about that. No, we did stockings. On the sixth. The night of the fifth. Yeah, the night yeah. of the fifth. It yeah. was the sixth. Yeah. So what? What's the shoe thing? The shoes is you put your shoes out, and then the candy goes in the shoe. Okay. It's the same thing as the stocking. It's just the shoe. Yeah. I don't know where that tradition comes from. Maybe some people do stocking with Christmas. Yeah. I mean, we did stockings with Christmas, and the shoes are St. Nick's Day. But We did stockings for St. Nick's Day and Christmas tree for Christmas. And then, like, our stockings weren't involved. But they were still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have to be because it's Christmas. They have to be unless you want to be a heretic. Right. Or you could just, you know, help support us $6 a month and be a heretic. Yeah. That would make you a heretic, sort of. <laughs> Casually speaking. <laughs> <laughs> you can join our army of heretics. Yeah, I don't know. I think Advent just helps us reel ourselves back in. Helps us to reel back in to the phase of in the presence of waiting for Christ to come. To just adore the Lord. Because, I mean, he's here. But to just, like, to have that awareness and patience eagerness it's like do you hunger for the lord still it's maybe a gut check are you all in this for the the joy of the birth of christ just because it's the birth of our lord and that's hype i mean it is hype don't get me wrong it's awesome but i think advent steers us more towards a relationship with Christ. I mean, everything does. Or should. But there's definitely a lack of that in the church. It's more of, we've done this thing for 20 years. This is what we've always done in my lifetime. So we're just going to keep doing this and being lukewarm and not overly thoughtful about things. What are your thoughts? That was deep. (laughs) I feel like Advent is necessary because... Partly we all just lived through, what, 30-some weeks of ordinary time. And I know that's that's an actual season, but it's also, like, kind of feels like nothing's going on. And it feels like... If you didn't have it, if you didn't have an Advent, then it would just be, like, how can we be worthy of Christmas almost? Yeah, sort it's of like, like... this is just, whoa, whoa. Yep. It's like, boom, we're celebrating now. And it's like... What oh, is this all about? It's like, oh, okay. You know, I've been... I've been just kind of plucking along for a while now. It's like, instead of God having his only begotten son come through Mary, it's like it happens within a day or something. Uh, Mary has Jesus in her womb and then gives birth within that like that same day. Yep. It's like there's no wait. There's no process. It just happens like that. Advent is like about mary and joseph the holy family Mm -hmm. i mean i mean they're literally going through it yeah literally (laughs) parenting part or to prepare for that i mean i don't know how long it takes to walk from nazareth to bethlehem it takes a man i can tell you that (laughs) yeah and apparently a donkey (laughs) (laughs) well that's the cool thing about i mean you've heard the that we usually translate what St. Joseph was to carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. 
but that's not actually what he was. Well, the word the the word for I think it's in Greek is tecton, and it was a carpenter, stonemason, and general construction worker, all in one one role. Blue collar. Yeah, like the the like a handyman. He could do like you could if you were building something. A tecton could have done anything you needed on that construction site. Literally anything. A man that always has blisters. Hmm. A man that just hard hands, you know? Yep. A man, man. A man, man. It's a man. A man. Everything St. Joseph does in, in Scripture is just, he does it. You know? God tells him to do something. He accepts it and does it. He doesn't complain. He doesn't question it. He doesn't wait. He doesn't think about it. Sometimes he thinks about it. It's like a, are you sure? Okay. You know. It's not like, it's not overly profound. Mm -hmm. We don't see it as that. But I I think it's definitely very underrated. Oh, yeah. Seeing like just the man that he is and how he lives that out the role of the father of christ the adopted father of christ and husband of mary and in the um saint joseph consecration there's a saint joseph consecration that's like the marian consecration not as old um written by father don calloway Um, super awesome Who's, yeah, he's pretty darn cool. <laughs> um, but some of the things in that book about St. Joseph, like visions of him that saints have had, it's just fascinating stuff. Like there was a saint that had a vision of Mary and Joseph's wedding. Think about that. You're just giving me goosebumps right now. Right? Just thinking about right? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently at the time, the wedding rings were a thing, but they weren't a thing you wore. It was like a kind of a large thing that you was symbolic this like is a piece of straw almost or something no it was a like a big wooden ring wood. hmm. but it was like it was this was their just one we, yeah their wedding ring you know and i think it's something that i don't know I, but that's that's a relic we still have that somewhere i think it's in the holy land but um hmm. a lot of people Recently, I've been hearing, and I think it's in that book, that a lot of people think of St. Joseph as not wanting, as wanting to divorce Mary because he didn't want anything to do with the scandal. But most of the people that have had visions of St. Joseph and the happenings of that time say it's closer to he heard that the child in Mary's womb was the Messiah, and he didn't consider himself worthy to raise that child. Yeah, I mean, I think... Mary's parents, Jacob and Anne, were more of scared of the scandal, probably. Well, probably. I mean, and just the fact that, oh, like, you're pregnant. Yeah. But just think about it. Think about it logically. So, Jesus picked the most perfect woman in the world to be his mother. Preserved her from sin before when she was conceived. Mm Mm-hmm. And he didn't do that with St. Joseph. But would he not pick 
the best man in all of Israel to be not only his stepfather, but the husband of his mother. And just think about the role that St. Joseph has. Out of the three, the, he's the unperfect one. Right? <laughs> just imagine getting harassed for not being good enough. I mean, that, like, <laughs> Right? <laughs> You'd be doing it to yourself at that point because you who, know. Who didn't clean it? Joseph, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Had to be you. Why is this table crooked? Joseph. Right? Dad, what are you doing? I could have made a better table. I mean, obviously, this is us sort of like... Casual he- heresy? <laughs> well, here's... Yeah, casual heresy and like... Uh, more like putting human error into all of it. Mm-hmm. Because... Mary and Jesus would never act like that unless it's a clear satire. <laughs> right, because otherwise they wouldn't be perfect. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not seeming too perfect there. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. The hu- humbleness that Joseph had to undertake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely more than anybody ever will. <laughs> yeah take on the role of father of God mm-hmm. second person of the Trinity and husband of the mother of God right <laughs> the person who birthed Christ into the whole world <laughs> the protector of the holy family mm-hmm. there's some responsibility for you all of salvation lies in your hands as a protector mm-hmm like, I hope I'm reminded of this. Like, I hope that God blesses me with a large family. And then it'll just, some point, there's, like, many kids running around, you know? Just brings me back to this moment where we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And thinking, I just need to pray to St. Joseph, ask for his intercession. Because that man, even though you know he made mistakes I mean, he's human. He definitely was best suited and, I mean, probably learned better than anybody else from their mistakes because you're being treated perfectly right? by the two other people in your family. I mean, we all need to pray to St. Joseph more. Oh, yeah. Like, if that's, if that's my one piece of advice for the listeners, pray to St. Joseph. What do you have to lose? And you have a lot to gain. I asked it as a question. Oh. I said, what do you have to lose? I mean, yeah, the answer is nothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everything to gain. Jesus, Mary. Like, you can't get closer to St. Joseph without getting closer to those two. Mm -hmm. It's pretty simultaneous. So if there's any non-Catholic listeners out there, trust us on this one. This is not heretical. I think, yeah, no. I think even non-Catholic listeners would be confused by about seventy percent of what we just talked about, <laughs> and what we mostly talk about. Right? Here. <laughs> Gosh, we could do an entire episode on the Immaculate Conception alone, and just on Saint Joseph, and then on Christ the King. Yeah, the chair of Peter. Everything. Oh, we're giving ourselves some topics here, right? But St. Joseph was definitely a young man. Mm-hmm. Just not old and brittle 
and weak, he was not. He could not have done what he did in such a state. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just think about what it would mean to be a stonecutter in first century Israel. And then try and picture an old man doing that. No. Doesn't add up. <laughs> picture one like your grandfather trying to pick up like a 300 pound boulder and hiking hundreds of miles yeah (laughs) just doesn't add up i mean maybe you have a really athletic grandpa i don't know but yeah maybe but he's not god (laughs) and i mean saint joseph was a modern god and yeah god's mother right he had his to make his own shoes to fill yeah you know quite literally he Nobody is ever going to be in his shoes again. He he had to, one might say, like, make a name for himself, mm-hmm. which is sounds sort of, I don't know, that could sound prideful, but, I mean, he just, he did something that nobody ever had done or ever will do. Yep. Ten kids, not going to be anything compared to what St. Joseph went through. Mm-hmm. Will it be easier? Harder? Uh, it'll probably be easier than what St. Joseph went through. Right. And to be honest, Spencer, if you tell me that you had a dream of an angel telling you to relocate your entire family to Egypt and you were starting to do that, I would probably tell you to get some help, not help you move to Egypt. Well, Egypt now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because odds are that dream did not come from God. Somehow I don't think he would want you to move to Egypt right now. What if they needed me there? What if I was... What if you were what would save all the souls in Egypt? Yeah, what if I was... God through me, yeah. Psych, they were already saved, but they're not. They haven't accepted it yet. I don't even know how that works. That's how that works, right? I'm not certain. (laughs) but i do know who knows the lord himself right i mean it'll be revealed at some point i will lead us in a closing prayer in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen lord jesus i thank you for this time of discussion about advent and about your foster father saint joseph We ask you to bless all of our listeners and stay with all of them. Bless Spencer and myself. Help us to all grow ever closer to you. We ask this through the intercession of St. Joseph. Amen. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As always, follow Life Cheers on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and support the Patreon for some exclusive content and swag. Oh yeah. We need we need patrons to so we can give you that swag. You if you become our patron right now, you will be among the first five patrons of ours. Mm-hmm. We would much very much appreciate it. Yes. Especially if we could put up a billboard. That would be awesome. (laughs) Yes. If you donate at the billboard level, that would be amazing.
But yeah, that's it for now. Yeah. Have a blessed Advent, everyone. Yeah. From us to you, God bless. Peace.